Hello and welcome to episode 8 of season 2. This might be quite a short one but I have actually said that in the past and it's been long because I'm actually energetically hanging. I've had such a massively big weekend. It's like bank holiday yesterday so we had an extended weekend which included two birthdays stroke two birthday parties a lot of sun four hours worth of driving on yesterday i went to see family and then a trip down in an 800 year old or it's thought to be about that age cave and um the it was amazing was actually amazing and then got up this morning, I was really tired, I didn't sleep, and I went and ran a workshop for children, which was mixed age groups, but it's a, based on a pirate adventure where they were given the tools and techniques to do some somatic healing and release the trauma. And then I was able to share with some of the staff and carers techniques that they can help implement to continue that support so it has actually been absolutely massive and energetically I'm hanging I was also sharing earlier on this morning uh, how you know life-changing divorcing emotionally can be and emotionally healing is and I was talking about being a woundologist, which is what I do. And that's how I got to today's title, which is Whose Wound Is It Anyway? But I then went on to break my car and um, running around trying to sort that out. So I literally am hanging on by a thread energetically. Let's see where this one goes. Welcome to the Mind Fuckery podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth, author of Finding Lily and the A to Z of Emotional Abuse. I'm here to remind you that love should be unconditional. Divorcing emotionally is life-changing and that you have a duty of care to yourself. Each week, I will discuss some of the terms you may hear along this journey and I will help you understand and process what's happening. I will help you find the best habits as you start to take back the control of your own life and learn the tools to heal on a deeper level becoming the best version of yourself so welcome to the divorce sanctuary i want to talk about wounds i've got a talk that i need to write that i'm doing at the end of june and it's called whose life is it anyway which is based on or the title is from a tv program whose line is it anyway and so it's a play on words and as I was doing, I did a live this morning when I had a bit more energy before I broke my car. I was talking about being a woundologist and I was talking about whose wound is it anyway, which I've touched on before with ancestral wounding. And that was then the basis. And I thought, I see how this goes and I can maybe tweak it and create the talk. So I've half, I've half written it already. I was also talking about how divorcing emotionally is life-changing and I'm hoping that my book Divorce Matters will be ready in the next two weeks. It will be published. That's my, that's my aim. I've got the updated front cover. I just need to check again for spelling mistakes and there's a little bit of resistance in me and that's partly because I've written this piece that's inside the book and it isn't on the cover and I don't know is that me wanting to share something but actually the reader wants to read something else so that's I'm just I'm just playing around with that one I'm also waiting 
for the, the designer of the inside of the book so and i know she's she's got children and we're all off on holiday this week so whose wound is it anyway as i said i'm a woundologist divorcing emotionally and that's what i do i talk to people's wounds i help them talk to their wounds i encourage you to talk to your wounds divorcing emotionally i promise you is life-changing and there are so many different stages and it's like grief you work through different stages you get to different points emotional abuse is basically if we sum it up is the total destruction of a life not death of a physical death of a person but emotional death of a person it's a complete breakdown it's the death of yourself but like i've said in previous podcasts about the caterpillar and the butterfly the dna stays intact the caterpillar forms its chrysalis it goes through that whole breakdown process where it reforms transforms into something else but through whatever training they did with the caterpillar when the butterfly emerges and it's strong enough they have been able to prove that its dna is still there it knows how to do these tricks so emotional abuse is literally an attack on a person it's the destruction it's the persecution of a person and if you're not careful when the abuser is ready to move on once they've destroyed as much of your life as they can you might end up finishing the job for them with the way that you react and the wounds that you've got you are attacked and persecuted your life was destroyed. The aim was to kill you, to sacrifice you. And if you're not careful, they might have left part of you, part of your psyche. However, it might be the wounds that actually do the total destruction. They finalise the destruction. They demolish what's left, what the abuser, in their haste, on their departure, left in place. What they actually wanted was total destruction. They wanted to see you collapse. They wanted to see your life crumble. And part of that is the relationship and what it was used for, what it needed to be. And part of it is they create, and if well, they're all, it runs hand in hand. They create a fantasy of who you are. They put you on this pedestal. They create a persona they create two masks one for themselves and one for you and that's why you might have felt i certainly did you know i'm not this person you think i am i'm not this perfect person i'm not i can't remember what i said now i was but i remember crying saying i'm you know i'm not this person that you you think i am and they do this they create a a mask for you something that you can never live up to it isn't you it isn't part of your who you are and when you can't live up to it that's their excuse to destroy you that's their excuse because you it's your fault because you didn't live up to their unrealistic expectations are you still with me the total destruction of you is because you aren't who they made you out to be who they created in their head that fictional character and you never will be that person because it isn't you 
part of the the other part that runs hand in hand is that they are trying to force this break they uh, through their own lack of development childhood development stages that they didn't experience they're trying to create them and there's some really crucial ones that they missed I've spoken about this a lot and because I use various different platforms I know I've spoken about it on YouTube but I've also in my private group spent a long time explaining this over the last three or four years they missed developmental stages they were crucial this is partly why and partly due to the trauma they've experienced they are children in adults in an adult's body they behave and act in a childish way they were never able to mature they matured physically but they were never able to mature emotionally and perhaps this is where one of the sayings that i've heard is still attached to the apron strings comes from because that would really sum up the relationship that they have that they've never been able to break away from and if you're not careful the wounds that are created in that relationship because they do dump their wounding on you and tell you that you have the same wounds yours you've got so much in common look we're broken in the same way when in fact you're not they impart these wounds on you, they dump them onto you and then they leave you believing that you're the broken one trying to fix something that actually isn't broken and if you're not careful the destruction because they have annihilated you, your personality, every part of your life spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially they've obliterated every part of your life anything that they've left part of you that is left it's like that lone poppy or that you know a sprig of of greenery that's that's growing off a burnt tree there might be something left but it's the wounding that happens the wounding that you might have had before you might actually end up destroying yourself and they're sat back watching it with their popcorn laughing and this is what they want, total destruction. So what they weren't able to complete, you do yourself. And you might look around and find that your life, there is rubble at your feet, but there's not even enough to create a brick wall. There's not enough to build. I think, I can't remember where I was talking about, you know, the old stone walls. You might find one or two stones left, but the total destruction meant that you literally got dust you're standing in dust or you're standing on sand you couldn't put anything back together again however this actually isn't a bad thing you will go through lots of different grieving stages and and part of that grief will be grieving the person that you thought they were because you literally wake up and they're a different person you do not understand or understand what's happened this isn't the person i knew what are they doing why are they behaving like this part of that will be because they've created a new persona for somebody new that's why you don't recognize them because they're not the same person they never were the person that you were in a relationship with it was a mask there's so much grief going on you are grieving the past 
who they were. You're grieving the future because you shouldn't be here. This is what wasn't part of the deal. You gave up so much of your life. You gave up so much of who you were. You might have given up money. You've given up time. You might have given up friends and family, children. You might have given up so much of your life and this isn't what you were expecting in return. And then you've got the future. So you're watching them step into a future with somebody new and wondering, you know, why isn't that me? That was what we were working towards. Or you assume that's what they're stepping into the same future that you had created. This was part of the reason that you stayed so long because you were waiting you had your life on hold waiting for the next stage. So you're going through this grief and like the, the death of someone. It could be yourself. It's definitely the death of a relationship and possibly the death of who you thought they were. You'll bounce in and out of different stages of grief. You will overcome certain elements and all of a sudden you'll find yourself sucked back into that void. But as you start to recover, as you start to rebuild your life, you will see something different because, as I said, there's nothing to build on. There's no rubble left. There's nothing that resembles a stone or a brick. It's sand and dust. I often talk about the group that I run on Facebook and the cyclical things that happen within that group. At the moment, we seem to be going through a stage where lots of people's divorces are finalising and they're reappearing and they're starting to build their strength back up. And I say, you know, embrace every emotion. They're breaking that cycle and stepping into their power and starting to understand who they are. And I used the analogy a few weeks ago of, uh, and I think there was a YouTube video of, you know, this being a stage where it's all playing out on stage and you're waiting in the wings. And this could, can play out as well for you. You're waiting because you've been trained like the, the caterpillar was that emerges as the, the, as the butterfly. You were trained to stand in the wings of, and wait for them to reappear on stage and then they carry on the next part of the drama. Only this time they've moved on to their next, their next stage, their next theatre, their next production and you're left waiting. And that can be really hard as well. That will be part of that grief cycle. But as I said, it's not all doom and gloom. It does feel like that. It totally feels like that. Whose wound is it anyway? It's about having these honest conversations with yourself, finding out what you really want. And when you can be really, really honest with yourself, you discover, and this is why, you know, I'm so fascinated by wounds because they hold so much information. I said in the intro that, you know, I've, today I've been out um, working with some children and I was talking to the carers, you know, explaining to them some of the trauma cycles and breaking the trauma cycle so that they can create a new life. They're not taking this life that's been passed to them and recreating it for either for themselves or for someone else. And I've spoken again over many years. I talk about us being sponges as children. We, we see, we hear, we feel, we take 
on this information on a different level. We live in a theta state. Please, I know I've, I might be repeating myself. Um, you might have heard this before. I don't mean to, but it's so important. And even when I, you might hear this like, oh, I've heard this eight times now. I've heard this 10 times now, whatever it is. You might hear it in a different way because as you heal, and I have used this before. I remember listening to a YouTube video and somebody saying you're codependent. Uh, it was a codependent relationship. And I say, and I said to myself, no way am I codependent. And then after I did quite a lot of healing, I went, oh, I think I need to go and listen to that again. Because actually I realized I took on that role within that relationship. So yeah, we are children. We're sponges. Um, we're like a little chemistry lab. We are a bunch of chemicals held together in our skin. But during that first seven to eight years, you'll hear most people say seven. I always say seven to eight. We mature at different times. The trauma we experience and what we go through might be that we are a late bloomer, a late developer. You know, we do develop at different times. You might be trapped in a trauma at a younger age. And this is why I, it's so important to be able to work with young children and my aim is to work with teachers as well that crucial seven to eight years it's we're being told we're being fed this information we're living in a hypnotic state in this theta state and we take on everything as the truth we believe that our parents are there to protect us our caregivers are there to protect us and anything they do and say is to protect us so we are being created at that point either as perhaps abusers you might find a child is witnessing or experiencing themselves being hit and beaten up or watching someone being um, threatening towards another person. They don't see that as abnormal behavior because they're living in it day in, day out. So they either go on to replicate that or think it's okay to be treated like that. And that is what happens. It's like a baton that's handed down, this ancestral wounding. Whose wound is it anyway? And it's so, this is why if we can get to the children, we can reprogram ourselves. You might think nobody's ever going to forgive me or I've really messed up, but you can help just by doing something for yourself, just by being you, by taking a step every day forward, by recreating and rebuilding this total destruction that happened leaves sand. It leaves sand or dust at your feet. So you've got nothing to rebuild with your old stuff. You've got nothing to recreate your old life. It was a total destruction. In a way, I believe this abusive relationship was a gift, a gift from heaven, because this is a complete opportunity, a complete breakdown, giving you the opportunity, I should say, to be the parent perhaps that you needed the parents that you had might be good enough and might be have been okay for your siblings but they might not have been the right parents for you you can be your own parent you can reparent yourself you can take yourself back through these straight stages part of this total destruction was stripping you of every developmental stage that you went through they strip you back and leave you as a young child talk about this a lot 
your life is run by a three-year-old, maybe slightly older, maybe slightly younger. That is what I mean. They've stripped everything away. They've totally destroyed you. You can reparent yourself. You can be your own best friend. You can be your own healer. You can be your own therapist. Whose wound is it anyway? Start asking, what wound is running my life? Every area, every situation you find yourself in, that you find that you're either fighting in some way or somebody's upsetting you in some way, start to talk to these wounds. You will be surprised, the information. Also remember, as a young child, you might not have had the ability to understand what was going on, but you can look and assess as an adult. You can see the situation with adult eyes. And a part of that reparenting might be that you can talk to the young child that was really hurt. You can explain, you can tell them what they needed in that moment. They might have needed someone to wrap their arms around them and tell them how amazing they are. Tell them that isn't their fault or whatever it is that child needs to hear. This is about breaking away, breaking these patterns down. These patterns have been passed generation to generation. It might be mother to daughter, mother, grandmother to mother, you know, and great grandmother to great uh, to, I've forgotten now, great grandmother to grandmother to mother to daughter. There we go. And it, it could be when I was doing a lot of ancestral clearing and healing about this was about a decade ago now I was going back so many generations some of this came from uh, some of the trauma you know I was shocked how far some of this trauma went back and I'm not talking like three or four generations I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of years. So when you're faced with these situations, ask, who is it running this? Who, what wound is running this? You know, a lot of my wounds were a wound of injustice and, you know, healing that and finding out what which ones they were and who they related to and were they my wounds anyway? When I was talking to the carers this morning, we, you know, we were talking about their role breaking the cycle for the children. It's so important. These people that are working with the children are able to guide them and give a different perspective. They are in a unique position to help, but also to impart. Hopefully, they will continue some somatic work to help release the or break the trauma cycles, the trauma loops that are going on in these children's um, lives. I know adults that are still running trauma loops and trying to understand, work out and process what's going on in their life while they're still repeating this stuff going on. So ask yourself, whose wound is it anyway? Ask yourself, is it mine? Because remember, the abuser was so good at listening to everything. They were so good at understanding what your needs were they were so attentive what they were doing was collecting information they hand the wounds over to you they tell you this is your issue when you have worked your way through that grief period and you're working on the healing that relationship please look out further the relationship was different to the one you believed it was these wounds might not be yours. These wounds might not even be the abusers. They might be handed down like that heirloom is handed down 
through the generations. And perhaps now it's time for you to say, it stops here, it stops now, it stops with me. I hope this has been useful. I said it was gonna be a short one because I was emotionally hanging, but I wasn't 100% sure. I did think that there was a possibility that I could make it a longer podcast. Anyway, I do hope it's been helpful to you. If you want to speak about the wounds, if you want to reach out to me, please, please do. And I'm sending you loads and loads of love until next time.